They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. The Matt Madness Podcast presents yet another edition of The Perfect Edge with the mouth of the bout, the face of the heel, the whole effing podcast, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, no relation. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. Donovan, welcome back. Yeah, apparently I have another new nickname that I was given. Who gave you the new nickname? Was this given on the show and I'm just forgetting? Yeah, Alo apparently gave me the nickname The Muscle. The Muscle? <laughs> was that a couple weeks ago? Uh, I think it was last week. All right, I don't remember him saying that, but I will I will write that down and add it for the next time. Well, actually, I'll add it for the uh, when I uh, introduce you on the exit of the show. So The Muscle is a, a new nickname. I think you have him out-nicknamed now. I mean... This, these are the things that I do. I just outdo people. I don't try. <laughs> so but, you, got, you, know, you got what, four? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's five. There's one that we've missed a long time ago, but that's okay. One to develop, I don't know. Where <laughs> so maybe I'll go back and listen to our first one to see what nickname I'm leaving off because I don't want to leave one off. Well, I mean, it's, it's not on you because apparently I forgot it too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I wanna, I'm going to do my research and make sure it's there next time. Um, so you wanted to come on, obviously there was a few things that happened in the wrestling world that you wanted to discuss, uh, there are a few things in the fight game that I know you want to get into, so I'll just let you kick off first, you told me that you had an update to your Mount Rushmore, that you have disrespected someone, and I'm curious to find out who it is. Alright, so... Obviously, everyone knows I like Rome. Uh, I said, ooh, good. <laughs> uh, Razor Ramon, mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. But I have disrespectfully left Sting off of my Mount Rushmore. Wow, and that's not like kind of like a fringe guy either. That's like a, a big time guy. Yeah, Sting was disrespectfully left off of my Mount Rushmore, and I was a Sting fan back in the day. So, Sting, now, Steve Borden, wherever you are, I apologize <laughs> for leaving will, you off of my Mount Rushmore. We will make sure he gets your apology. Um, now, who did you knock off to put Sting uh, I think Owen. Uh, that's fair. I mean, I love Owen too, but Sting, he, he kinda, he's kind of undeniable at a certain point. I may have to do a top ten at some point. Well, we could always get into that uh, the next time you're on. Uh, yeah, a, a, a Rushmore is really difficult to do, to do. Well, that's definitely the Rushmore, but I, I I feel like I have a solid top ten that I can bring in. Now, do you want to do it now, or do you want to save it for another time? No, nah, I don't <laughs> want to disrespectfully leave anyone off again. <laughs> that is a smart way to go. You don't need to issue another apology. So I, I would rather see you wait till you're sure who is definitively part of your top ten. I now mean, you, I'm pretty. I I could do it now, but I just want to. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah. We'll come back to it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, you asked us a question on this past week's show for our top five Attitude Era theme songs. Yes. And I know you have five, and I would like to know what your five Attitude Era theme songs are. And do you play these songs when you work out? 
I play. I have a multitude of wrestling theme songs I listen to when I work out, but <laughs> these are the five from that era that that definitely were were big for me. Um, so uh, Stone Cold, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's Stone Cold. Everyone pop for Stone Cold. Exactly. Um, number two, the New World Order theme. Okay, it's a good one. It's it's, it's, it's a, something in the guitars that just makes you feel very, very cool <laughs> when you listen to it. Um, number three, I'm going to go with Road Dog and Billy Guns. Okay, song. iconic one. Yeah, uh, it's just, you know, when he comes out, it's it's, it's just, it's, it's a feel-good moment. The, you know, just the, the whole chanting thing that he does, it's just, <laughs> it was a moment, and it was always a moment. Number four is going to be Vince McMahon. Oh, that's, see, I forgot that one, and I love that one. So I'm glad that you brought it up. Me and my cousin, we every time we hear that, we have to do the the, the walk. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just it's synonymous with that theme song. You have to do the walk. You do. Now, is yours as good as Conor McGregor's? Yeah, it's pretty good. So you're outdoing Conor McGregor as well. I don't know if I'm outdoing Conor, but it's pretty good. Right. <laughs> and that was number I've, four? Yeah, I've had years of experience. And then number five. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit. You know what? I don't think that one got any love on our show. Um, but that's a good one, too. Now, yeah, I, I, that's at the front of my, my list, and that one always like gets me pretty pumped to when, when, I, when I'm working out. So Chris <laughs> Benoit definitely, definitely slept on theme song. It definitely is, because I don't, I don't think when you think of Chris Benoit, like his entrance music is what comes to mind. Like When you think Austin, everybody hears that glass shatter. Uh, when you think of Vince, you hear uh, No Chance in Hell. Now, one thing I like that you said, because it's one thing to have cool entrance music, but what you said about the NWO was that it makes you feel cool when you listen to it. Absolutely. And I don't know, yeah, I don't know many songs that actually make the listener feel cool just by listening to it. But that is a good way to put it. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just the epit- that and the, the, uh, the Wolfpack one, like, they just they I don't know how they've done it, but they've took those themes and they just epitome the the meaning of cool in in those themes. So and then again, I don't know, maybe it's just because Scott Hall was in it and I'm a Scott Hall fan. I just felt like it. <laughs> I mean, that's part of it, but that's definitely not the whole thing because I don't know anybody who knows about the NWO who doesn't mark out for that music. Um, it's great, and especially for a company that wasn't known for the production side of things. To have two like two songs you just brought up for NWO and the Wolfpack that are that stand out so much and like you said they were they like epitomized cool. Well, I think it, it had to be out of them and DDP were probably the two biggest ones that you would know that when you hear the theme you you mark out because you know who it is. Um, um, you don't mark out for Goldberg's entrance music. Uh, when I was a child, I did, but the Bible says when you grow up, you put child's things away. So, <laughs> so that's what you did. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm, it's just it, it, it shattered when you when when you find out that the dude really couldn't wrestle, and then you you ponder back and you go, "Well, he, dang, he, I guess he really couldn't wrestle," and it just pretty much tarnished my my love for Goldberg. So that being said, he just became the Universal Champion this past Sunday at. Fast Lane. Did he? Uh, he did. Anyone who listens to the show is aware of my feelings about it by now. Yeah, I, I have been. That, buddy. Yeah, I have been left with nothing to say about that. 
But I'm curious, as I know you're a huge Kevin Owens fan, what are what is your take and what are your feelings on that title change last week? Well, when when it happened, I immediately uh, took the words of Akira Tozawa and said, "Nope, <laughs> I don't like you." <laughs> and that's immediately what came to mind when I seen this happening. And it's just like, I don't know, I, 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 some, I was leaving a hope, like, you know, like, Vince will do what's right. Mm-hmm. He'll do what's right. And then when Kevin Owens got out the ring, I'm like, Vince is not going to do what's right. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna stab us in the back again. And, you know, as soon as he gets in the ring and Jericho's me, I'm like, this is over. I'm like, they're really going to put the belt on him. It's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. they did. And he the funny part us in the back the and he twisted it in, man. The crazy part about this stuff is his kid and his wife is always there. His kid looks so disinterested in, like, any of it. Like, he never looks excited about it. Well, because his kid was promised that I'm going to get to see my dad wrestle, and he still has yet to see his dad wrestle. Yeah, so I, I can understand why he's so dissatisfied with him. Because he's like, dude, like, <laughs> where's the wrestling at? And, like, even when he showed him the belt, he's just like, yeah, like, I've seen better belts. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> it's like it looks so, like, disinterested in it. Yeah, I've seen better belts on. than that, Dad. That's the best you could do at this point. Um, obviously, he goes into WrestleMania as the champion. Unfortunately, yes, um, he does. Do you have any doubt that he will lose it at WrestleMania? And how long is his and Lesnar's match at WrestleMania, do you think? I hope that we get the. I hope Goldberg gets the John Cena at SummerSlam treatment. He just gets ragdolled all over the ring, and because it's obviously they, that they paid Brock to to do this nonsense. Because <laughs> there's no way you can expect me to believe as a grown male that someone who is a you uh, a trained MMA fighter slash wrestler is losing mm-hmm. to someone who cannot wrestle and then all he can do is literally tackle there's no way you can expect me to believe that and he's what 10 11 years older than him yeah exactly like there's no way you can just expect me to believe like Goldberg is the guy who has Brock's number like there's no way that you can expect me as a grown man to believe that I can't especially I can't. when that guy is gassed just from doing his entrance. Yeah, he yeah, he like he's guy he's literally out of breath from walking the hallway. Like, <laughs> like, dude, like you didn't even get out yet. You're already out of breath. Like you do the kick and the punch and you're just just almost about to fall out. Like, what is wrong with you? Like get yourself together. Like you this is these are signs that you shouldn't have came back. <laughs> uh-huh. There's only one bald guy we're waiting to come back, and that's Kurt Angle. Yes, and I am dying for that. I cannot wait. For him to come back. I can't wait, one, to see his Hall of Fame speech. And I can't wait to see him show back up on WWE television. Um, do you buy the rumor that he's going to be the GM? I wouldn't mind. I really want him to do something with American Alpha. But, I mean, I'll take him as a GM, too. I just want to see if he cries when he hears them chant, you suck. Because it's, like, it's pretty much anonymous <laughs> with that theme, man. And it's... I feel like he's going <laughs> to bawl his eyes out when he hears that. That's the only time you'll probably ever see someone, like, being disrespected, but it's endearment. Yeah, it's kind of like we discussed uh, before about WrestleMania 28, I believe, with Edge's reaction to hearing his music when he got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Like, he just lost yeah, it. Was... Yeah, that was a moment. He was trying super hard to hold it in. And he just couldn't put it. <laughs> but it's all right. I mean, like, it's like, dude, like, we all know that your career was cut short. We know that, you know, if you could, you would wrestle. And, you, it's, you know, it's, it's either, in his case, a life or death situation. Yeah. So. 
Well, that actually leads us to something else that I believe you wanted to talk about, uh, which is the segment on Talking Smack with The Miz and Daniel Bryan, uh, where Daniel Bryan basically insinuated that he was going to wrestle again at some point. Is this what you wanted to talk about from Talking Smack? Uh, well, the whole Talking Smack was better than anything on Raw. Um, <laughs> well, true. So, I mean, pretty much. Um, but just like, I mean, just the whole talk of Smack, it was just, it was just pretty awesome, man, from, you know, from the beginning to the end of it. Oh, and just by the way, like, cause I know you and Alo were talking about on the show, um, about, uh, how, you know, some of, some talking Smack should, you know, kind of come in after SmackDown. They mm-hmm. actually led in that argument between AJ and them, that they kind of let it in on 205 Live, like when 205 Live came on. AJ and Randy were still walking up the ramp and they were still oh, talking. Oh, so if you turned on the network right after to see 205 Live, that's what you saw? Yeah, you saw them walking up the ramp and AJ kind of like, you know, still in disbelief and a little getting pissed off about it. Huh. So that's interesting. So, one, that actually kind of answers a question I had uh, this past week, which was shouldn't they be doing more of that? Like, give you a reason to turn to the network after the show goes off the air. So if that's what they did, that probably will make people more likely to flip on the network because who knows, I may see the aftermath of SmackDown. Maybe not every week, but like something big obviously happened this past week, and if you flipped on the network, you were kind of rewarded by seeing a continuation of the story. Yeah, and I, I feel like AJ, I mean, we obviously know this is an act, but the, the whole mm-hmm. argument piece, like it, it's, it's that and the accent and just what he says is just always like, on point, but it's funny. So just like that's what you call opportunity to that right there. So just like, it's just so crazy. And then Shane's like, you know, good job, good try. Like he's like, that's good what try. That's what you call opportunity right there. And then like you just see Road Dog. Like who sees Road Dog anymore? Like oh, how great was it when out. Road Dog dropped a Jiminy Christmas? Jiminy Christmas. Somebody get him out of here. Like, it's like, dude, you were just as big as he is. You get him out of here. <laughs> That's true. Road Dog probably bigger than AJ. Well, Shane, yeah, is was, Shane bigger so, than AJ? Uh, Shane, yeah, he's probably a little bit bigger. I'm actually kind of curious to see that now. What What are your thoughts on that match? Like, are you um, excited for it? Are you not excited? Do you think AJ deserves better? I mean, I do believe AJ deserves better, but I also believe that I'm a fan of Shane's matches because I know like he's gonna go out there and he's gonna he's gonna do something like it's gonna be it's not it's not gonna be a waste like Shane I feel like Shane is really one of the guys and that's why they respect him so much mm-hmm. because even though he's not like you know he's not skillfully like trained wrestling like he he puts on matches like he knows what what to do in the match to, to get the crowd to pop and I feel like you know if you're not gonna have him if you're not gonna have if you're not gonna give us a Shawn Michaels versus AJ. You're not going to give us, you know, him in the title picture. And I feel like him putting him with Shane is not the worst thing in the world because Shane is a guy that no one's going to be like, oh, we really don't want this. Like, we're going to like, okay, like, we're just going to wait and figure out, like, okay, what is Shane going to do? Like, he's either going to jump off something or it's going to be a street fight. Something's going to happen. You know Shane's going to give us something. So he's not his dad. He's not going to turn on us. <laughs> yeah, that that's the one thing I will say. And I've been very critical at this idea since I, <clears throat> I first heard the rumors of it. Um, but I will give Shane credit. Like I'm, I'm a huge fan of Shane. I always was. I was super excited to see him come back. I respect that he 
has taken a lot of the risks he has when he's the guy who least has to. Um, so I will give him credit that I think you know he's going to give you everything he has in that match. Um, but another weird thing about it, I think, is you have Stephanie, who's the heel on Raw, and she puts herself in a position where she's the biggest heel on Raw. Oh my gosh, she, I hate <laughs> Stephanie in this role so much. I know you do, oh but she's not going to get like she's not going to get what's coming to her at WrestleMania. I don't think. Hey, but the rumor was that she was supposed to fight Sasha. So I don't. I, the way it looks now, we're not gonna get it by the way it looks. But I mean, who knows? Between now and then, any can happen. Anything can happen on Raw. Like Raw, just they don't follow the rules. Like there no. is no rule. They just we do could see Sasha have a match next week against Nia Jax with her spot in that match on the line, and then she ends yeah. up in a match with Stephanie. Who knows? But it's weird that like we know Shane is going to get it from AJ at WrestleMania, but we're supposed to like Shane. We're supposed to hate Stephanie, and she's not going to get what's coming to her, I don't think. So well, it's kind I of like an like, odd thing. Well, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's going to be, I mean, regardless, they're both going to cheer both of them. At this, that's a, a match where it's like you got two guys <laughs> that you like, so they're not really going to boo anyone. They're just going to enjoy the match. And I feel like a lot of the time in the WWE, they're always trying to create an angle for someone to be a heel. Like, who, like, really in that match, who's going to be the heel? They cheer for AJ. They cheer for AJ, and <laughs> AJ's supposed to be the heel. Shane, they automatically, they're going to cheer for Shane. Like, there's there's going to be no one. There's not going to be a bad guy really in there. Like, they're going to cheer for them both. They're just going to sit back and enjoy the match. But as yeah. far as Stephanie, like, if we do get Stephanie and Sasha, I was, we're going to hate Stephanie because we legitimately just hate Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard because, like, outside of that, like, people love Stephanie. But, like, on TV, like, we hate you because you're always picking on the people we like, including CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I loved, and I'm sure you've heard, you've heard me discuss this many times before as well, I'm tired of the CM Punk chant. I love the guy. And I like that he still has fans, and I like that people still want to respect him. But I feel like it's gotten to a point where you're just disrespecting the people who are in there now. But when they started the CM Punk chants with Goldberg in the ring, I I loved every second of it. I feel like CM Punk has really left his mark on this company more than like. I mean, even now, look at the New Day; they're getting ice cream. Where are Punk's ice cream bars? <laughs> he was yelling about that for the longest time. All he wanted was ice cream bars, and now you give it to the New Day. Not that, you know, anything against the New Day. New Day, I love the New Day. But, you know, yeah. I mean, everything that Punk was crying about years ago, you guys are just implementing now. Well, they gave Randy Orton his spot in one of those WWE movies, whatever it was, The Condemned 2, maybe, I don't know. Uh, they gave Brock Lesnar his idea of having sponsors on his shorts, uh, in the WWE ring, now they gave the New Day his ice cream bars. Yeah, Punk is somewhere like livid right now. Like, they gave The Rock his main event spot at WrestleMania 29. This guy is just like he couldn't win there. I, I see why he left, man. They just like they uh, really he should just come back and be a part of creative because they just take all his ideas anyway. How crazy would that be if they were if he was like I don't want to wrestle again, but you know what? I'll write your show. And I'll write it better than it's already being written. And that's good, but I feel like it's just going to be another Heyman situation. Like, he's gonna, it's going to be to the point where they're going to try to cuff him. And then they're going to start trying to move him around so that he's not, you know, getting under people's skin. That's exactly what it would be because Vince is still so concerned with that he wants to do it. Like, how bad? I'm Obviously, we all knew it was coming after uh, they messed up the best picture for the Oscars. 
we all knew somebody, and we all probably assumed it was going to be the New Day, that was going to parody it the next night on Raw, and it got literally zero reaction from the crowd. But Vince wanted to do it. And it's like, somebody has to get in this guy's ear, or he has to realize, like, he's holding the product back at this point. Yeah, I mean, even, like, it's funny, because I was watching uh, WWE 24, like, a while mm-hmm. ago, and, like, he's reading, like, the box that the New Day came out of last <laughs> WrestleMania. He's just like, yeah, this, this, yeah, I just think that's funny. And it's like, dude, like, it's, it's okay, like, it's appeal. it's funny because it's the New Day, but it's not really funny, like, it's... No, it's just, it's, it's funny, like, they made those things funny. Those yeah, things like, on their own are not funny. And it's crazy, just, like, like how some things get over, like, and they, like, really give them, like, pro- like the like the bones of something, and they, people just go- take it and they make something out of it, like a Cody Rhodes, a, a Heath Slater, like, like, they let these dudes, like, they have left Heath Slater to fend for himself, and he got himself over, mm-hmm. like, and it's just like, and then once he got himself over, you put the title on him, and then it douches whatever <laughs> he had building up, like. As soon as you get your hands back on him, he's not over anymore. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, that's what happened to Sandow. Um, it's happened to so many guys that you kind of forget about them and let them do something, and they get the crowd behind them. And then as soon as they get involved in it again, they find a way to, to send it crashing back to the ground. Absolutely, every time. Um, so somebody else who was successful once he left WWE and then he came back to WWE and was not all that successful. Now, from what you told me, and I, I don't pay attention to many other wrestling shows at this point. I just don't have the time to invest in it. But you told me Alberto Del Rio, known as Alberto El Patron outside of WWE, made an impact, no pun intended, outside of WWE. Yeah, he was on wrestling this week. We don't call that show Impact. We just call it wrestling. Yeah, I love that. How did that even start, by the way? Uh, I think you said something about uh, they changed from TNA to Impact, and I just said no. We're just gonna call it wrestling. Like it's just wrestling. Like the, that's like, what it is. There's really there's really nothing else to call it. Like at this point, like you, you just take all the names, just call it wrestling. So, like I know you were pleased with what like what whatever it was he did. I know you said he won the title from Bobby Lashley. Was it just that he came, like showed up and had a match similar to well, what he, he did showed- with Cena or? Yeah, well, no, he wasn't drunk. He showed up in the suit, and, mm-hmm. like, pretty much they cut the promo. Uh, S said three, came out, and mm-hmm. um, he was trying to get another shot from Lashley, and Lashley said, no, you're done. And, you know, Alberto said he wanted it, and whoever the guy is who runs the show now, like, I really don't even know, don't care. <laughs> but he made the match between those two, and then um, somehow uh, at the end of the, I only seen the end of it. Like, I really do not watch wrestling. Um, so like, uh, uh, the, uh, he grabbed the belt and ends up hitting Lashley with the belt. He pins Lashley and wins the belt. And, you know, the guy comes out and he's trying to like, Hey, you don't want to win the belt that way. You don't want to. And he's like, no, I beat him. I beat him. I beat him. One, two, three. I beat him in English and Spanish. One, two, three. One of those traits. It's like, Alberto, like, and then he's still doing the seed thing. Like they're still doing the seed thing. Like he. Like from the WWE when he's C C C C like he's that's still over there, like they're still doing that for him. So which I thought was dope because it's like you know that was definitely one of the things that got over for him. Like mm-hmm. you know when he comes out they're doing the yes champ, but in Spanish. <laughs> I, th- I always thought that was cool. But even like in the promo, like he was called like Bobby, 
Roberto. Like he was just calling him. <laughs> like, like I just like I I really wish like he's another guy. I wish that they would have let the cuffs off him and let mm-hmm. him go and just let him do the whole Spanish and English thing. Like every time he caught someone a peril, like I cracked up. Like I, just, I thought it was hilarious thing. And then when Kevin Owens exposed what it was, like like why? What is wrong? Why always calling everyone a dog? Yeah, now, that's what that means in Spanish. It means dog. Like, so you were a, a Del Rio fan all along. Yeah, I like Del Rio. Now, did you like him from like his previous run, or I, I wasn't watching during the previous run. Mm-hmm. I, like I knew who he was, and I've seen some of his stuff, but like I didn't thoroughly watch at that time. But uh, when he came back and just kind of seeing some of the stuff that he was doing, I was like, I think I'm gonna like this guy. And <laughs> then once they started like letting him do his thing a little bit, like. I, I really gravitated towards him. Did you see any of the stuff he did uh, in Lucha Underground? No, I actually just started watching Lucha Underground this this past season. Um, but I, there's a couple guys on there that I like too. I've, uh, like only reason I knew because like you know how sometimes they have they have pictures on the wall in the office, and I mm-hmm. seen this picture. I was like, oh, he was there. <laughs> obviously, he's not now. Who so, do you like in Lucha Underground? I, um. I haven't seen Ray Russell yet, but mm-hmm. um, but he's there. Um, there's a guy that's like from I guess this region who was pretty mm-hmm. dope, AR uh, a- a- Fox or something like that. Hmm. I don't think he goes by that now. I think he goes by something else on the show. But I like what he's doing. He, he was pretty dope. Um, Is Sammy uh, Callahan <laughs> still on there? Yeah, I don't. I don't like his character though. He's. He's. I've never really liked his gimmick or his image. It just looks weird to me. Um, but <laughs> he does like his, the, the he single does, strap. He plays his part. He definitely plays his part on, on the show. Like you know, what I mean, it's, he's not terrible. He definitely plays his part. So um, that's cool. Um, and uh, I think his name is Pentagon. So one of the guys on there named Pentagon. I forgot mm-hmm. the name. Like I haven't watched. I I watched a few episodes, but like I, I forgot the name. But it's a dude on there named Pentagon something. And like they brought this trio of uh, Asian girls there this uh, this past season that were really really dope. And I think the WWE is trying to sign one or two of them. Really? Yeah. Um. I forgot what they were called, but they were really really dope. Um. So. So you said you've only seen like the the most current season, correct? Yeah. Now, when you're watching it, is is it good? Because I know a lot of people, it seems like, loved the first season and have kind of said it's gone completely off the rails or downhill since. But well, I don't, I mean, I've only seen I, literally one episode of it. Yeah, I mean, I can't compare, I, obviously, outside of the first season. But from what I've seen this season, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, they're definitely, as far as wrestling goes, and I don't mean uh, that, 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 uh, that promotion – um, with those guys, um, I mean actual wrestling as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as wrestling goes, storytelling, Lucha Underground has the best storytelling. As far as the entertainment factor, entertaining you, I probably say WWE mm-hmm. for you know bits and pieces of it. But as far as like wrestling, ROH and New Japan have that, and a lot of those other indie places have that. Um, so you're you're a fan of the ROH New Japan style. Yeah, um, anyway. as far as the wrestling goes, like even like the way that they use a lot of their guys, like especially like the the elder statesmen there, mm-hmm. like they 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 use them well. Like they still allow them to showcase what they're able to do. They're not just like some joke off gimmick or you know something like that. Like they these guys are still out there wrestling, and you know they're they're putting on good shows. They're putting on good matches. Do you Duke think Thunder Liger's over there? He's still wrestling. Yeah, how old? <laughs> he's got he's in his fifties, right? 
Yeah, he's absolutely in his 50s. Um, so he's probably older than Goldberg, actually. Um, uh, yeah, but, I mean, you, when, when you wrestle, that keeps you useful. But, you know. <laughs> and when you stop, your goatee turns white. Exactly. <laughs> and you, you can't, you run out of breath walking in hallways. <laughs> Do you think WWE will ever embrace that in-ring style anymore, or do you think that they they just really have no interest in it? I feel like once Triple H fully takes the reins, Mm -hmm. things will switch. But I feel like right now, as long as Vince has the reins and what they're doing, they're just kind of catered to... They're catering to, you know, those children and they're catering to that... that their uh their stock audience like their stockholders and things like that and they're just trying to do stuff like that they're basically into selling they're into doing the entertainment they're more into the entertainment than they are the wrestling and um you know unfortunately for 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 raw anyways like they they a lot of the stuff on there like those guys are subject to being the entertainment portion like yeah on the shows like you know the smackdowns and the nxts and the 205 lives like that's more that's a little bit more wrestling based. Like there's still the entertainment factors there, but there's a bunch of guys on these shows that can go and they allow them to go. So you see more of the wrestling mm-hmm. and the craft on these shows than you do on raw because raw is just pretty much the, the selling shows, the promote show. Yeah. It's just a shame to me that for a company that's so focused on entertainment, that they aren't more entertaining than they are. I mean, you'd think it would be more entertaining than it is if that's what their focus is. I don't know if I I may like be the only one who thought this, but when they did the draft and I seen like how the draft was turning out, Mm -hmm. I'm just like a lot of the selling point people, except for like Cena, are on Raw. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I know, and like just kind of seeing what Cena was doing on the basis, like he was he was losing to AJ and doing different things. I was like, he's gonna pan out on SmackDown with these guys that they have over there because they're pretty much building a template for these guys who like to build this platform, to build this 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 thing, and just kind of seeing what they've done with it. Within no time, it just was immediately taken off and becoming the best show. And it's just like kind of seeing from then to now, just how how it's continued to be the better show it's just like you know you've seen it i, I well, i've seen it coming like i just think it just needed the time to breathe and once they you know really got the ball rolling they really took off so and we've seen it before you know when Heyman had it the same thing happened it's like you putting these guys on this show and then you're just kind of like it's the b show it's like really no it's it's really the <laughs> a show it's just the b show as far as selling points maybe yeah uh so i know that was one of alo's big big things when the draft first happened was Raw got most of the established guys, and they got most of the, like, new guys who were over, whereas SmackDown got Cena, uh, they got The Miz, and they got uh, Randy Orton, but then they got a lot of the young guys who had not developed yet, and so it was like SmackDown was going to be used to develop a lot of guys, and I think they've done a good job with that for the most part. Now, do you think, are you worried about them changing up the rosters do you want to see the roster stay, stay the same or do you want to see a change up well i've seen like some some articles saying who will go where the only one that thoroughly pissed me off was them saying that aj could go to raw and i'm like aj does not need to go to raw he's the face mm-hmm. that runs the place on smackdown like he doesn't need to go to raw the only people i want to to switch i want sasha to go to smackdown i want cesaro to go to smackdown and I want Sammy to go to SmackDown. Sammy like, definitely belongs there. 
Yeah, like, put them... Anybody who pretty much Stephanie is bullying right now just needs to go to SmackDown. And, like, I don't know exactly... I, honestly, I really don't want anyone to leave SmackDown, like, that's on SmackDown. I want everyone, actually, <laughs> Apollo Crews can leave SmackDown. He can go. Um, he can, he can leave and, and, uh, he can go smile on Raw. Yeah, Kalisto can leave, too. Like, he can go. Like, yeah. we don't need them. Actually, Doll Ziggler can go. His name is Doll Ziggler now. We're not calling him Dolph. We're calling him Doll Ziggler. <laughs> he can go, too. Like, you can go. I don't know. Go go fit, get a shtick and sell something, dude. Like, like yeah. we don't care anything about what you're doing. I have fast-forwarded his segment the last three weeks on SmackDown. Yeah, just like he pulls up the the, the other night on 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 uh, Mojo Rawley, who uh, I I don't get his thing either, but I mean <laughs> I, I get it more than I get Dahl Ziggler's. He just pulls up on him and he's just like, yeah, you know, you want to have a WrestleMania moment? Well, they don't just give those out, and it's like, who are you to tell what they give out if you don't have one? Like, who did you, are you did you at least pop for Mojo saying, is that why you haven't had one yet? I mean, I did, but I don't really pop for Mojo. I just feel like he's too much. Yeah. Like, I mean, me too, but I popped for that line because it's, it's I did. I, I definitely, like, because I was like, I, I was like, there's a setup here. Like, he's setting him up to say something <laughs> that's slick. And then when he said it, I was like, ah, that's it. He got you. Um, you got there was something else I was just going to say about SmackDown, and now I forgot what it was. Damn it. I mean, um, for real, really, really talking smack was the. I mean, the matches were great. Obviously, I, there was no Luke Harper this week. That was that was different. Nah, I did notice that. Uh, oh, I remember what I wanted to ask. So I know myself, Alo, and Eric were all excited about what they did with the Usos three weeks ago. They came out yeah. and cut that promo on American Alpha. I liked that they they're letting them run with that. Um, catchphrase when you feel something coming up behind you it's not paranoia it's the usos the usos they're telling you baby that's all you need to know they're, yeah but then scared. but then they've been off tv Harris. for two weeks since then well you know what i mean it's not it's, they're not off tv it's the usos you know it's just <laughs> no <laughs> but i think that, yeah i mean i definitely hear you've been saying it's the best thing they've been doing and i i totally agree with that like and it's it's just it's just another point to show wwe Roman's family are great heels. Mm-hmm. Turn the man heel, man. <laughs> like, just turn him heel. Nia is a heel. The Usos are a heel. He has the cousin in NXT who, you know, if he ever gets to the point where they do something significant with him, they'll probably turn him heel. Yeah. Rock. They hated The Rock. Mm-hmm. Die, Rocky, die. <laughs> turn the man heel. Put a Versace shirt on him. They love him. Like, yeah. just turn the man heel. Like, he's he's the only one they won't do it to. Yeah, they're trying to signify the man. It's just like, no, like you bought that man in as a savage heel. Just turn him heel. But do you have any confidence they'll ever do that? Um, no. I, I feel like as long as the crowd fights it, the the more they're not gonna do it because Vince just he likes going against the grain. So I feel like if we start cheering him a lot, then Vince will be like, oh, I, I, I don't like this. I don't want to cheer. <laughs> they, and, uh... you know. They're going to boo the hell out of him at WrestleMania. Well, they're going to boo the hell out of him a lot of places. So, and, you know, they, they're, 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 they're coming to Philly that week before, which I'm not going to anymore because of Goldberg. Yeah, and, we're on the same page yeah, there. Yeah, I was really hyped about that. And then Goldberg wanted to say, you know, that money will go to better <laughs> On second thought, I'm Because you turned on me, Vince, yet. I'm going to turn on you and not give you my money that <laughs> Yeah. So, but um, like they're gonna boot a crap out of him there, like you know, and he doesn't even have to do anything significant. They just Philly just hates him, 
and that's because of the whole Daniel Bryan thing, but, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I just feel like, you know what I mean, as long as Vince is trying to, sh- you know, shove him down our throat as a face, we're just not going to accept it. And it's funny because, like, he's the only one out of the shield who hasn't gotten through that. Like, I mean, obviously with women and children, he has, and like yeah. guys respect that he can go in the ring. But as far as his persona, like he's the only one who hasn't gotten over the way that they wanted him to. Yeah. Even like we pretty much all speak highly of what he actually does. Like he usually, every pay-per-view he has a good match, but yeah, he, he just go. has not connected with any of us. Like none of us are really invested in him other than, it's stupid to say he can't wrestle because he can. Because initially I was a Roman guy. I like initially like even before the shield broke up, I was a Roman guy. But once you know they they started doing too much of the you know too much of the weird promos, and mm-hmm. I was like I can't really get behind the guy anymore. Like I'm losing, I'm losing the faith in him because it's just like you know you guys are trying to do this with him, and it's just like this is not this is not helping him get over. Like it's not what it what it's about. Like. And, you know, and then around that time, you know, Savage Owens is when I pretty much got on the train for that. So, (laughs) Uh, Who are you rooting for at WrestleMania, Jericho or KO? I think I'm just going to it's going to be one of those things where I sit back and kind of enjoy it. But I I think Jericho is supposed to be leaving soon or something like that. I mean, that's been a rumor for a while now. But if he's leaving, then I'd rather Owens win and, you know, it it built him up being that he's going to be the guy there. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. And I won't believe Jericho's leaving till the week comes that he's not there because it's at least four times we've been told, like, this show is his last night. And he keeps showing up, so I don't know when it's going to happen. I presume it will happen sometime very soon after Mania. And if that's the case, I think it's only right that Owens wins. Yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty much the... The way to go. I mean, it's, you're gonna like. I mean, you've already put the belt on a part timer, and you know what is that guy? And you nowhere. So just you know, just do the right thing. Put it on the guy who's gonna be there, man. Like, yeah. No uh, last, last wrestling related thing I want to ask you about, and I won't go too specific. I just kind of want to hear your thoughts. Austin Aries, where are you at with Austin Aries right now? Austin Aries is amazing. <laughs> He's uh, amazing. Still is. interviewed himself the other night. It's, just, <laughs> it's amazing. You said he's still holding on to the banana, right, in his pocket? Yeah, that way he's he's interviewing himself, and the banana is just sitting in his pocket still. It's like <laughs> it's just so hilarious. Like, and it's just like it's not even something that like they make they make note of, but it's just like you see it. And you just you just start <laughs> like, it's like it's supposed to be a handkerchief there, but it's a banana. It's just like it's Austin Aries. What can you say? Have they said anything about him having a match at WrestleMania? Do we not know that yet? Um, it's probably gonna be him and Neville, or he's uh, They if they do the whole multi-man thing, he'll probably end up in it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I like the I, the match I wanted was was Neville and Tony Nice. Um, but but then when they started doing the pitching, uh, Aries coming back, I'm like, you know, I I already seen that coming. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind it. Like if he comes and he does his thing, because he's been he's already been talking about that. Oh, when I come and do the two hundred five live, I'm gonna run and da 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 da. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like something that I foreseen coming that everyone should have foreseen coming. It's just like you know, it's not nothing really bad against it because what he's been doing the last couple of weeks has been great. 
you know, even, you know, the uh, promos. I'm, I'm trying to do an interview here. Oh, great. Here comes Tony Nese and his abs. It's like he calls him abs. Like, he doesn't even call him Tony Nese, which is hilarious. He beat Nese on 205 Live, right? Yeah. Um, it was a good match. They Those two, they worked well together. I just feel like uh, for a lot of people, like Tony Nese, he's, 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 he's once, I think he's, he's going to get a shot, some, hopefully sometime within, like, the year. But, like, I like that guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Tony Nese. Uh, how, who is bigger, Nice or or Aries? I feel like Nice, even if he's not, he definitely looks appears to be bigger than those most guys in, in the thing in the uh, 205 live. Yeah, um, I so may have to actually go back. He definitely that. cut, so it, it may it will make him look bigger than a lot of guys, even if he may not be. Yeah, I I, I think I may need to go back and watch that match. Because uh, it's been a while since I've seen Aries actually perform in the ring. As great as he's been on commentary, uh, on promos, as a journalist, I do want to see him back uh, doing what he does best in the ring. Um, so you yeah. ready you ready to get into a little fight game? But there's, a, there's a couple more wrestling things. Oh, I yeah, definitely want to get back into some of the talking strength mm-hmm. stuff and some of the NXT stuff. Um, uh, the, the Alexa Bliss and Daniel Bryan segment. Uh, was just Alexa Bliss like, like she sells this like bratty <laughs> mean gimmick like she sells it just like kind of uh, Daniel Bryan when she come when he comes in he's like you know who well who are you gonna say uh, that you want to face at WrestleMania and she's like well it doesn't matter now because you interrupt me and he let like, all these other guys interrupt me <laughs> so you don't really care and he's like no I do care I'm asking him she's like no not, well I don't want to tell you and he then he's just like you know you do realize that you don't have the power to make ratchets <laughs> you do realize it won't kill you to shave your beard like, <laughs> like, so it's just like you know just good zingers and I'm like oh my goodness like she's great like she's really really good um and the Miz, like just once, like the Miz and Daniel Bryan. I don't know, like where this is gonna go if Daniel Bryan cannot come back and wrestle, like. Mm-hmm. But like just the the banter that they have is just amazing. The Miz just like ripping into John Cena on <laughs> talking smack was amazing. Just you know, like oh, I can I can make up stuff about Cena now, like. You know, his personality is from every white kid with identity crisis in the 90s. He's <laughs> Marky Mark and Vanilla Ice. And, you know, uh, Cena stole his, his move, the Death Valley Driver from Tommy Dreamer. No way. But wait, there's more. <laughs> he stole his girlfriend from Dolph Ziggler. And I think everyone caught on to that part. Like, whoa. whoa like, Yeah, I saw that all over Twitter. That yeah, like they, the next day. But it's like a lot of them guys, they dating a lot of girls and then they've gone off and like you know like cena's been with a lot of girls like mm-hmm. a lot of them <laughs> and like a lot of them have gone on and got married while nikki bella still isn't anyway um <laughs> but um even like the uh he stole a t-shirt design from a from a uh, from a beer company i was just like mm-hmm. these are these are all facts <laughs> the only thing that caught me off guard is because I don't watch Total Bellas is the seventy-five page contract he made Nikki sign to move in with him. Like, like, are you the like are you are you the the housing manager? Like, are, <laughs> like, are you her boyfriend? Like, I don't understand. Like, I didn't get that. But like, just kind of like him doing that and then him bringing that up is just like that does kind of make Cena look like a jerk. Like, yeah, uh, alo has been calling him the biggest heel on TV for like about a month now. Um, yeah, I saw like, a couple episodes of Total Bellas. I don't know if it was a seventy-five page contract. It was seventy-five. I looked it up. Wow. So, she, but she definitely did have to sign a contract. That much I do know. 
Yeah, and it's just like, huh? Like, who does that? Like, like really, who does that? And it's just like, didn't, like, and even though, and honestly, I really don't even hate Nikki Bell anymore. But I just, like I said, like I've come this far. It's no turning back now. Stick like, <laughs> with it. Like she's an attractive girl. She's a great girl. It's like, like why is she subject to these things that John is doing to her? Like I just don't understand. I don't <laughs> like, either. I just, I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand. I just don't get it. But um, she could do better, is what you're saying. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I, I, just, I don't. You know, I'm taken, but. <laughs> You know, she could absolutely do better. Um, but, yeah, just like, I don't know. Talking Smack has definitely been. And then, like, <laughs> Daniel Bryan ripping into Raw Talk in the beginning with with Renee. And he's just like, oh, you're back. <laughs> she's just like, oh, like, I had to do the show. And he's just like, don't do terrible shows. And she's like, well, I wore my blue blazer. And he's like, nope, I'm disappointing you. And it was terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, that's pretty much what everyone thought, Daniel. Everyone thought that that was terrible. Yeah, I like that he does not hold anything back. Pretty like, he much. will like, say he, whatever. He really doesn't. And the funny part is, it's like, usually what people are thinking, like, even when he's like, yeah, this is a terrible show, it's like, yep, everyone thought that was terrible. <laughs> not even, not even just that part. Like, the, the, the event, there were some terrible parts in the event, like the ending. Mm-hmm. But, um, even that, um, kind of moving into some of the, um, even the part of like like the funny part where Daniel Bryan's like you know like John Cena was almost fired within a couple months of being here and the Miz is like how do you know that you weren't even here <laughs> like that was immediately my thought like damn you weren't even there like, what you about? <laughs> and I'm like I'm pretty sure if Cena was going to get fired I'm pretty sure that the Miz was on the verge of getting fired before like I would think he he would have had to be at some point I'm pretty sure he was like he had to be like. Because this Cause has like, to be the most popular he's ever been, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, as far as, like, yeah, like, cause, I mean, even when he fought John, like, back in that time, like, I don't think he was over in this manner. I just feel like they were pushing him to that to kind of go against John. But, like, he's definitely, like, he definitely has people, like, behind him. Now. I was also left out of those list of people who were championing Miz on the show. Um, <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I... Stop yeah, you, you've been championing him since, I mean, pretty, yeah, but right when we first started to get to know you, you were you were on with The Miz. The king of soft style. <laughs> yeah, you've been wanting to make that shirt forever. I still have it, I just haven't done it yet, but it, I, I actually, I have one of those and I have a, a dope uh, Carl Anderson idea too, but I'll keep that in the, in the vault for now. Yeah, um, I, I look forward to that one though. Oh, it's gonna be dope. <laughs> Trust me. Um, and then even uh, the, just kind of the way the miss ended it, you know, tune in next week to talk smack, but it won't be as good as this one because we won't be on it. Like, it's like this dude just gets it. Like he knows how to like be a heel. Like he just knows how to say those things that like dig under your skin. And just even like you know, Renee's like, "What's the deal?" And just Daniel's like, "I wish I could say more." And it's like I really want to hear him say more. I really want Daniel to say what he wants to say. Like I want to, I want to hear it. It's funny, it's funny that it seems like he le- a lot of times it seems like he's legitimately getting under their skin. Like in real yeah. life, not not part of the show. Like it seems like he's saying things and they're actually legitimately getting annoyed. Yeah, I really I, I wouldn't I like I I would be if if Angle does take over, mm-hmm. I would like Daniel to do a shoot interview and they really speak on like 
his true feelings on the stuff that happened on that show and if these were real or if they were just a part of the show because I'm very interested to find out if it's real or not. I would love to find that out. Well, I put out my feelers for LeBron James last summer when he was wearing all those wrestling t-shirts. Obviously, we didn't get LeBron James to be a guest on the show. I guess we will put our feelers out to Daniel Bryan if he leaves the company and see if we could get him to divulge anything that he wouldn't say while he's under WWE contract. Um, was there anything else that happened on Talking Smack? No, the only other points I had were like NXT related, and it was just like I don't know what they're doing, like with some of these wardrobes. Like TJ Perkins had on like some <laughs> Nia Jax esque like shoulder pad thing on his hoodie, like which was like weird. And then like Ember Moon had like some sort of Ascension esque like pads on her really? thing, and I'm just like. Yeah, it was just, I mean, it wasn't, like, super outward, but, like, it was, like, enough where you can go, like, did you take the piece of this interest wardrobe? Like, what do you have on? <laughs> you know, so it's just, like, thing, like a couple things like that. It's just like, that's that's character infringement. Like, yeah, did she need anything it. else as part no. of her wardrobe? I mean, I feel like she was pretty set. No, I feel like it's, I, I feel like, I feel like her gimmick is a little weird because she talks and I feel like she has a gimmick where she doesn't necessarily need to talk. Yeah, like, she's not like she, very good at talking. I don't think she's terrible but I just feel like her character should not permit her to be able to talk. She should just go out and, and fight. And I feel like Oscar to some extent should have been kept like that too. Like not a lot of talking just going out there and fighting. And I feel like having those two and building that up like that with those two going out there and not doing a lot of talking just fighting would, would also help build to their match. Um, and Oscar will definitely talk less out of the two of them. Uh, well, I, I don't know. And I feel like Peyton Royce and Billy Kay kind of pulled that out of some of those characters who don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to talk. But because they talk, they that kind of like draws them to come out of that char- their character and talk. So, and I, I, I really, I don't know what it is. I'm starting to get Peyton Royce. Starting to get her. I still don't get Billy Kay. I still don't like. Her. I mean, I don't like them together as a whole. I just, I still don't. But I'm starting to to get Peyton. She's very cute, by the way. But, yeah, <laughs> you like the poison ivy and the yeah. iconic T-shirt. Well, green's my favorite color, so it's <laughs> it's, it's it's pandering to me. But um, but yeah, I just I I I I, I get it. But I, I don't like it. She also got hurt this week, Billy Kay. She injured her neck from uh from Ember Moon's uh move. So that was a legit injury. I did see that, and I wasn't yeah. sure if they yeah, were she's just legit. It up yeah, or... she's legit hurt. Like she she's she's legit hurt. Um, she says she's okay. She said um, there's a couple of things going on in her neck that are hurting. <laughs> but like you could tell, like when she took the stunner, like she lay there. She didn't get up. And then you see like Ember Moon trying like in the background, kind of going towards her, and the ref like you know kind of like. Telling her like back up, back up. Yeah. But she like literally had not gotten up, and then like you kind of see like them cue back over to the ring, and they're like, yeah, like she had like, and then I think Nigel was like, yeah, she had, she guys, I was telling you like she hasn't gotten up, and like then you see Peyton get in the ring, and I'm like, yeah, she's really hurt, like because she has not gotten up, and like she's like kind of like like not moving her neck much, and she's like pointing in a direction where it's hurting at. And it's just like, yeah, you know, she she really got hurt by that. And I, it's funny because I was like anticipating, I'm like, somebody's not gonna take that move well. And like, yeah. there's a lot of guys <laughs> who've taken it, 
And it's like, all right, they've gotten up, they're fine. But like when she, I was like, this is the one who took it, and they're not getting up. Like it's, it, she's hurt. Like, could you tell while it happened that it was bad, or it wasn't until afterwards? No, it looks normal. Like she took it normal, but like when she, after she pinned her, like like even when she went down, like it would look kind of normal at first. But when she got up, like she was not moving. Like at all, she wasn't moving. She was just laying there. Yeah. And then, kind of, when they cut back to Phillips and them, like she was still just laying there. She did not move at all. So, like at that point, you're like, yeah, she's hurt. And then, like they like kind of cut back to her, and it was like, yeah, she's hurt. Like if they don't like, they, they're cutting back to it now. Like she's definitely hurt. Hmm. So. Now, how do you feel about Nigel on commentary? I mean, I feel like he's not. He's. I feel like he's a good fit. Like he wasn't. He's not terrible. He's not. Uh, the other guys. He's. He's like Byron Saxon with a little blacker edge, but he's he's still obnoxious <laughs> and kind of annoying. Um, well, he but says feel, the most obvious comments that you could say. Like, no, 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 no. That's David Otunga's field completely. <laughs> That is completely David Otunga's stick. Like he just says the most obvious things. He does, but like, I heard this guy the other night. They said, uh, "So you know who's, you know, you have Shinsuke has the, uh, or no, he was actually talking about uh, Billy Kay and uh, Ember Moon." He's like, "So you, know, if you're Ember Moon, I think Nigel was saying this. Like, if you're Ember Moon, you, you know, you have to worry about Peyton Royce. But how much attention do you focus on her?" How much attention do you focus on Billy Kay? And then his his response is, "Well, I guess we'll just have to wait to find out." Well, like obvious, obviously. Oh, you're not <laughs> gonna see that night, so I hope you have to wait and see. But I mean, yeah, it's I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like they're starting to rebuild again. It's gonna take some time still, and I feel like it's gonna it's gonna take even more time again because you know obviously there's more people who are about to come up. Um. But even the the Bobby Roode versus Chris, I don't see the big deal about Chris Hero or uh, oh, I say oh no when I see. <laughs> uh, I just don't see the I don't see the and maybe it's because I didn't watch his any matches. He wasn't that guy in any scene that I was looking for or checking for. But I just don't see the big deal. I don't I don't see it. Like even when he came out of NXT and uh, the one we went to, I was mm-hmm. just like, eh, I, I guess like I yeah, think. I saw him at NXT. I saw him. At not the last House of Hardcore, but the one before, he had a match with Tony Nese, actually. And the first House of Hardcore I went to, which I think was right after last WrestleMania, he was tagging with Colt Cabana. So, obviously, everybody was all about Cabana and Hero tagging together. And obviously, you didn't see as much of Hero in that match. His match with Nese was good, but a lot of that was due to Tony Nese. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, when I look at that guy, I don't necessarily see, I don't see a role for him, really, to be successful on the main roster. But I'm, I don't know if I'm just missing something, though. No, nah, I, I, if I'm missing something, that's fine. I, I'll miss it. Because I just don't understand. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> You're willing to miss it. Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, I mean, I have been watching a lot of the indie stuff lately. Um, I, I'm really huge on, uh, Dunn and I'm really huge on the British Strong Style Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, him and uh, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. Like, I love those guys. I really love, 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 love Pete Dunn and, like, you know, his what he's doing. 
Um, and, you know, as far as um, the New Japan R.H., I love the Bullet Club. I love uh, Los Ignorables de Japón. I think that's how you say it. Um, <laughs> But I, that's mostly because of Naito and Takahashi. Like, I just feel like those dudes really don't care. Like, Naito, like, I feel like if he, if he comes to WWE, they're going to tone down what he's doing. Like, and his whole gimmick, like, even, like, right now he has the IG, is it IGWP? Yeah, yeah. IGWP, uh, Intercontinental Title. And, like, the guy just completely disrespects it. Like, he just throws it <laughs> in the ground, lays it on the ground. Like, like he's and this is the same group that, uh, what's his face with the, the fedora? Um, Hamas. Yeah, this is the group. Yeah, this is the group that he came from. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but like he's like, <laughs> and then like, so it explains the fedora and the the slacks and all that. that he does, <laughs> but it's just like, dude, like take that crap off. Like it just looks weird. <laughs> but like, you think this guy's another guy who's better off not coming over? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys in like New Japan that are just not better coming over, like. I mean, that's obviously the one that you could tell, like, all right, they're going to end up coming. But there's a lot of guys where it's just like, if they come over, they're, they're, what they do, their shtick is going to be watered down. And it's not going to be as, as great as it is outside of it. And they have more freedom outside of it. Like, you know, they're, they can, like, in the Indies, they can cuss on tele, they can cuss on recordings. They mm-hmm. can, you know, do a bunch of, like, stuff. Like, like, uh, the, uh, I think they're the Rock's cousins too. I think I'm not sure, but I think they are. Um, it's uh, two guys called the Gorilla of the Destiny. Like the one guy, his match, like I think at Wrestle Kingdom, like he was cussing the entire match, like, <laughs> and it was just so funny. Like Steve Carino, like at, uh, it was one point where Steve Carino like could not commentate because he was just cracking up so hard at this dude cussing. <laughs> so like, there's just a lot of like a, a lot of good guys like. That are in the indie scene that I like. I'm 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 checking out right now. Obviously, like I'm keep I'm trying to keep up with Cody Rhodes and what he's doing, and you know Omega and Adam Cole and you know different guys like that. But it's just a lot, like it's a lot of great wrestling going on in in different promotions right now that are that is. I mean, if you can't get the actual shows, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like the WCPWs and some of the stuff like that that you can find on. Uh, on YouTube, I mean, I uh, watch the Marty Scroll stuff. Will Ospreay is a beast. I think mm-hmm. they're gonna try to get him at some point. They're they're definitely gonna try to get him at some point. Um, so there's just like a lot of guys out there right now that are really really good and really really doing their thing. And I think for the time being, especially those that are still young, they should stay out and kind of just continue to do their thing and build and kind of do like what AJ did. Like AJ's at the point now where he doesn't really have much left to prove. So it makes sense for him to come to WWE and collect the check at this point and just get his match and moments and then eventually get into the Hall of Fame. Like, at this point, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so if you're me and you have a limited amount of extra time to devote to wrestling, what one promotion would you recommend if you had to recommend one that I should spend some time on? Uh, I would probably say New Japan because... To some extent, they pretty much get a lot of people um, from the, the independent circuit. They bring in a lot of people, and like a lot of so some of their promotions, they mix in with ROH. So you'll see some mm-hmm. of the ROH guys there. Um, and like they like they just bought in a uh, uh, Saber Junior. Um, and and I think it's dope how like they'll have titles and other promotions like Saber Junior has an Evolve I think title and another title mm-hmm. and he wore it to the you know 
when he wrestled at New Japan. I think Not really. Dope. Yeah, like they can bring their titles that they have in other promotions and bring them there and wear them. And I think that's really dope. So basically, New Japan is like their own talent is good, but then I'll get to see a lot of outside talent as well if I'm watching New Japan. Yeah, you'll see a mix of people, and like they and they definitely like they do a lot of mixed tag matches. But I think like it's not a to me anyways. It's not as corny because they have they actually have a lot of their guys in factions as well. Like there's like a bunch of factions. Like there's uh, Bullet Club. There's Los Igno ben- And I'm probably still butchering that. But anyway, <laughs> um, them is a, a group called Chaos that's uh, headed by a dude named Okada, who I think is great. He's definitely a dope wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a uh, there's another one too. That's um, I'm drawing a blank on. Um, I uh, can't think of their name right now, but uh, uh, what's his name? C.J. Parker, who's now Juice Robinson. He's a part yeah. of their attraction, too. But, um, yeah, there's, there's just, like, a lot of dope guys, and a lot of guys who leave WWE, They besides going to wrestling, they go to, you know, New Japan or they go to ROH, and they do dope stuff because, like, they'll take a dude who's, like, a B or a C-list player in the WWE, and they'll catapult them to an A, and it'll pan out for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. So just kind of seeing Cody when Cody left, like Cody was getting like immediately kind of like getting into title pictures and winning belts, like as he left. So, you know, I think one of his biggest matches, like he was wrestling like Kurt Angle and Jay Lethal when he left, like he was already getting like good matches with good guys. So. So you think Cody benefited from being gone? Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like Cody's Cody, Cody leaving is kind of like a proving ground. Like, you know, like, you try to keep me in this shtick. You try to keep me doing this. When I told you that, you know, I can come out of this and still wrestle and do great. And I feel like right now he's in, like, he's doing this thing. I don't think, like, he's, like, super worried about it. But I think it's, like, definitely, and he's in a proving ground right now where he's, like, you know, WWE, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do what it is that I've been trying to get you guys to let me do. And, you know, I'll do that and then come back and you hopefully you'll allow me to do it. Hopefully that happens for Cody because I think he's got, a lot to still offer that they never really, <laughs> never really got to tap into. But I think it's just corny because just like he's everything they've allowed him to do, he's gotten over. So it's just it's, it's really it's it's really whack to that they that it even had to come to that. And then even on top of that, like his dad is like pretty much a staple there, and you you pretty much didn't honor that man by allowing his son to go. Like that's supposed to be home for him, and you allowed his son to walk out. Yeah, because you didn't do anything with him. Yeah, like I feel like that's kind of that's kind of corny. That's kind of whack. And you wouldn't let him honor his dad's name. That that was really, from what I could tell, and from what he said, that was the main reason why he left. Was I thought it was time to be Cody Rhodes again and honor my father, not just keep being Stardust and you doing nothing with with the character. Pretty much. I mean, even even though like. It wasn't on TV every week. I feel I actually enjoyed Stardust too. Like he was getting it over. Just some of the stuff he was saying, the random talking, and it was funny. The promos were good. I thought he had a good ring style uh, as Stardust. Like there were definitely a large. There was a large portion of Stardust that I really enjoyed. But then it got to a point where it was like, well, you just have him doing nothing. So why even have him doing it? Yeah, because the last big thing I think he did really under that was the uh, ladder match at WrestleMania last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, but um, there's a, there's a guy that uh, he was uh, that he was wrestling recently, and they uh, they pretty much mocked the Stardust thing, and he was Stardong. 
So, like, there's just, like, a lot of stuff going on in the indie scene that's just, like, really intriguing and really good. But I just feel like, you know, they, if they go to WWE, they're going to get toned down. So it's better to just do it outside of WWE and kind of get the fullness of it. And, I mean, it may not be seen by masses and masses of people, but it'd be seen by people who enjoy it and, you know, it'll carry over. Like, And it's, like, at the point now where, like, they bring people in, like, and change their name, like, oh, Cash is owner. And I think that's a business mm-hmm. decision by the wrestlers. Like, you know, if we don't work out here, I can go back and have my name and, you know, people know my name. Yeah, because that's all but, they're going to have. Yeah, but it's like, like it's like you can't you can't act like we're in the dark and we're, like, we don't, like, we're not dumb. Like, we know who these people are <laughs> when they come over. So it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, put them over. Like, we know who they are. Like, it don't, like, you change their name, whatever, who cares? But, like, we know who they are. Well, Ono is already in the title picture, right? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if he has a really good match for the title, like, are, are you willing to soften your opinion on him, or are you just kind of sold? <clears throat> yeah, I'm not softening anything on him. <laughs> okay. Um, so UFC 209. I know you were excited for this card. Uh, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions, the biggest selling point on this card didn't happen which was Nurmagomedov and Ferguson. Was that the main reason why you were looking forward to this card? Uh, it was one of the reasons. Um, I just felt like the card overall was really, really good. Uh, Mark Hunt and Alice Overeem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, anybody who's watched it long enough and know who Rashad Evans is, yeah. they, you know, they're willing to see uh, what he was doing. Um, and I really wanted to see Woodley and uh, Wonderboy Thompson. I really wanted Wonderboy Thompson to take the title, but, you know. Yeah, I was rooting for Woodley. I knew you were rooting for Thompson. It was nowhere near as good as their previous fight. Yeah, it was too much respect. And it's like, this is, I mean, in wrestling, we kind of expected some extent. But, like, this is MMA. You guys have been talking. What well, I mean, Thompson really wasn't, but Woodley just, you know. I'm going to do this, and he's going to wish that he didn't get in the ring and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, you had, like, major respect for that dude when he got in the ring. Like, it was none of the things that you were talking about outside of the ring. It was just way too much respect in this fight. It's like, for the stuff that you guys fought in the last fight and all the nonsense that you kind of – well, it wasn't too bad, but, like, still, like, it's just too much respect. And it's like, I don't want to see you respecting each other. I want to see you guys fighting, like – it was just too much of it. But, I mean, nonetheless, like, I feel like I would hope that there's a third one and that there's more looseness in it and that they're actually fighting and showing their style more. But, I mean, if we don't get it, I won't be upset. But I would hope we get a third one. But I, I, I think I think Willie was more upset because he was looking for the payday. He was trying mm-hmm. to you know, see if he could get to Connor or, you know, get something like that. Yeah, he even said, he's like, if I lose this fight, I'm irrelevant on Monday. Like, so to him, winning it was all about just winning this fight so he could hold on to that belt and people still know who he is. Um, well, I feel like the only reason that that pay-per-view was a bit, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I could be wrong, but I just feel like depending on who else he could have fought, like, it may not have been that big of a deal regardless. But, like, I mean, I just feel like that, this, this isn't, this wasn't a card for a casual like watchers, this was a fight. Like somebody who watches UFC, regardless, mm-hmm. this was a card for them. Like this is a fighter's card, and that's more so what made me excited to want to watch it. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, and I expected a lot more from that main event. Um, but I think, I think some of this gets into the way these guys are paid. 
where it's like whatever I got to do to win, I'll do because it's the only way I'm going to make money. So Woodley is financially better off and like to fight that way he fought as opposed to going for broke and maybe getting caught and getting knocked out. Like I feel like it, the way these guys get paid makes them way too cautious. And it wasn't a good fight. Now, they fought for, what, 10 rounds? And I'm pretty oh. sure these two guys, they fought 10 rounds against each other now. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And based on the judges' scorecards, well, really, I guess if you look at it, they've had six scorecards. And Woodley has won, what, four out of the six? Uh, yeah, something to that extent. Because they had, or maybe it's three, he won three and had a draw on three. He hasn't lost. Well, well yeah, cause, no, they, yeah, it's, it's kind of, well, the first fight was split. Yeah, it was so. two draws on the first card, the first fight, and he won on one card. Then he won on two cards, and I think it was a draw on one on the, on the second fight. So out of six scorecards, he's won three, and they've had a draw on three. But Thompson hasn't won on a single card yet. I don't know if we'll get that fight again, because I'm sure Dana was not happy about that being his main event that night. Yeah, I mean, the, the fight beforehand, um, uh, was it Tamer? Tamer, Tamer, Tamer and, and Lando. Yeah. Uh, that Renata. fight was awesome. Yeah, that was a straight dog fight. Um, <laughs> and it's like, like Venata lands a cartwheel kick. Mm-hmm. Like, who lands a car? First of all, if, if someone, if you see someone doing a cartwheel coming towards you, you deserve to get kicked in your face <laughs> because you watch the foot come to your face. <laughs> you deserve it. The only but, other um, guy I've seen land a kick like that is Yair Rodriguez. Yeah, he's yeah he. I mean, it, well, I'm surprised you brought him up. But, uh, <laughs> it, it it pained me to do it, but I got to give the guy respect. But it's it, yeah, it was just it pretty much stole the show. That was really the main event. Like this, if this was the WWE, that that would be the the <laughs> one of the two main events. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, that's so, the thing; those two guys like went at each other, didn't they, at the weigh-ins? Absolutely. Like, uh, like uh, they yeah, it was just it was it was bound to be great. But I I, I still think people kind of sleeping on it because they're expecting more from from uh, Woodley and Thompson, but it, it definitely like, I mean, it, Woodley and Thompson, they stole their own thunder on themselves, but this really stole a lot of thunder out of it because it's like you, you give us this fight before Woodley and, and Thompson. And it just like, it I definitely outdoes what people were expecting for it. And then we get Woodley and Thompson. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> the fight before it was definitely great. Like it was definitely, that was really the main event. Yeah. And but, the only thing that would have topped it, from Woodley and Thompson's perspective is we got like a highlight knockout really because those two guys went at it for the full 15 minutes we saw a lot of creative offense we saw guys withstand a lot of punishment that fight was great and deservedly fight of the night um I thought Rashad looked a little emaciated at 185 I feel I I just was really intrigued to see what he could do. Like the guy he was fighting uh, with Daniel Kelly. Dan Kelly, yeah, yeah. He just looked like he was hurting. Like he just like he had the like the knee braces on and like <laughs> the, the movement just it wasn't swift. It was just like very like like every like it just felt like every time he moved he was just like ow mm-hmm. ow like like he just like in my head I'm just like that guy's hurting. Like he's, he's, <laughs> he's not comfortable right now. Yeah, he looked labored but, um, through the whole fight. 
Yeah, like he just looked like he was like kicking bricks, like on the train. <laughs> just like caught up with him, like, like. Uh, like so you wouldn't I mean, recommend I the give, brick training? Yeah, like I, I give it to the guy, like he won, like, but he just looked like he was in the most pain out of both of them in the match. Like, he did. I just thought Rashad looked so small. Like I felt like Rashad looked smaller as a middleweight than Woodley looks as a welterweight. I just some I, he just looked really small to me at one eighty five. Yeah, and I just feel like Rashad. I, like I don't know. I, I, like I, it's it's crazy when some of these guys who are prominent come back because to me they just don't look the same. Like they just look. Sometimes they look. Sometimes they are okay. Like 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 Anderson Silva. Like he's he's come back and he looks decent. He's mm-hmm. not obviously he's not what he was. But, he's not he's the not, same. But yeah, he he's not like terrible, himself. but you can clearly see he's not the same. And I felt the same with Rashad. I'm just like, I, you're not the same dude. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. And, like, Daniel Kelly kind of showed that, like, he's not really the same dude. So, like, I don't know if he's going to return or not, but if he doesn't, I would not be that, be upset about it. Yeah, I don't I don't know what reason he's got to hang around unless he's just trying to make that money. But he, I didn't think he looked that great in the fight. I didn't think he looked good at that weight. I don't think it's good for him. Um, I actually, so you brought up guys leaving and coming back, which would lead us into something I would like to get into. But before I go to that, do you think, do you think maybe, and you, I feel like you may disagree with this, but I think it might be time for UFC to add weight divisions. Um, because I feel like Nurmagomedov is a perfect example. Like Ferguson said to him at the weigh-ins, good luck with that weight cut. Not the weigh-ins, at the press conference. Good luck with that weight cut. And he obviously couldn't make it. He ended up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I feel like these guys are cutting so much weight to get to a certain weight division. Like, maybe the, the divisions should just be, like, 145, 155, 165, 175, 185, as opposed to you got guys that can fight at 170, but they're cutting all the way down to 155. I just think it's too unhealthy for these guys. Well, and yeah, because... It's too much of a competitive advantage if you can make the weight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like I don't I mean, I'm not against it or for it, but I definitely feel like people should be able to fight somewhere close to what they really walk around at mm-hmm. because it's a lot of people getting hurt, a lot of people going through that whole de- dehydration and things like that from trying to like Cyborg, like she that the the new title that just came that just uh that was put up between uh Holly and uh uh, Durand to me, yeah, Durand to me. Like that's that's really Cyborg's weight division, and it's like the whole time, like you know, we 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 didn't think we were gonna get it, and now we yeah. got it. And the person that really is supposed to be the face of that division even isn't even fighting for the uh, the <laughs> initial title. Yeah. So I mean, and she will eventually, and then you know everyone will die. But yeah, <laughs> but, you know, like you know, it's just like I feel like I'm not against it or for it, but I feel like God, like people should you know, be, be able or should be, you know, more so like pointed to like, yo, you, you walk around at 170. If you want to fight 165. Okay. If you want to fight 170. Okay. But like, you shouldn't be cutting all the way down to 155. Cause it's just, it's, it's, it's not normally what you walk around that. And it's going to be ridiculous for you cutting and doing all this stuff. Like just yeah. fight near to what you walk around that. Yeah. My feeling is either add a couple weight divisions. So all the divisions are 10 pounds apart. And it's it's similar, more similar to boxing, where a lot of those divisions are like five pounds apart, um, or six pounds apart. You're not cutting so much weigh, or maybe have the weigh-ins the day of the fight. 
So now you're, it's your actual weight is what you're weighing in at. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see the benefit of having these guys cut this weight. Like, if, if Connor and Nate both really weigh, you know, 166 or whatever, then if you have a 165-pound weight division, they can fight at 165. Or whatever the case may be. You know, you don't need to be... What? Why do you need these guys cutting all this weight? It's not going to have any effect on the quality of the fight. If any, if any effect it has, it'll probably make the fights better because these guys yeah. aren't killing themselves to make weight. And they're fighting at what they what what they walk around at, so they're feeling more themselves. They're not as dehydrated. They're not as you know, uh, taken out of you know, take being out of you know who they are because they're not dropping a crazy amount of weight. Like they're walking around at what they are, so they're a lot healthier. Yeah, if you if you see Connor. Uh, if you and I don't know when's the last time you looked at a picture or a video of him weighing in at 145, but he looks like a skeleton. Like he doesn't yeah. even look like Conor McGregor yeah, when he, he weighs in. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, he looked like the first couple pictures that came out of him with the weight on him, I was like, yeah, this is much better. Because he, <laughs> he looks like a human being at this point. Like when he, you know, walking around super skeleton, and you don't think about it at the time, but mm-hmm. like once you see him put the weight on, you're like. Dude, like you look sick. Like he really looked sick back then. Like yeah, like, stay like you at don't this. look like, like you. Yeah, you looked super sick. Like stay at, <laughs> stay at the way you're at now. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned fighters who go away for a while and then come back. Now, as a BJ Penn fan, I've been through this multiple times. Him leaving, coming back, and looking like a shell of BJ Penn or somebody doing a bad BJ Penn impersonation. GSP is about to make his comeback after four years away um, against Michael Bisping at middleweight. So GSP has this is kind of, GSP is kind of like Brock Lesnar at this point. Like he hasn't been there, he's never fought in this weight class, and yet he walks right in and gets a title shot. Do you think he should be put in that position outside of his weight class? Uh, not necessarily, but. I mean, it's quote-unquote best for business, probably, but... Absolutely. Like, I mean, he's going to sell tickets. Um, But I feel like... Are you a GSP guy, by the way? Not really. He was was before I uh, consistently watched. But Mm -hmm. I know who he was, and I knew, like, what he was doing. Um, I just wasn't consistently watching his stuff at that time. Um, But... um, I feel like a lot And I know of you're people, not a Bisping guy. I mean, no one's a Bisping guy. <laughs> <clears throat> but I feel like a lot of people just feel like Bisping is pretty much food right now. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like he's just pretty much holding that title until whoever he fights next, next knocks his head off or yeah. like, you know do whatever. And I feel like <clears throat> that you know this is easy they they probably feel like this is an easy way for to put a title <clears throat> back on St. Pierre and you know just put the title back on him to bring him back, put a title back on him. And, you know, you got Pierre walking around with a title. You got Connor walking around with a title. <clears throat> yeah. And so, unfortunately, you know, Ronda didn't get the job done, but you know, uh-huh. if you'd have had all three of them with titles, you know, that's a lot of money coming in. It is. Now my feelings on GSP. First thing I'll say before anything else is I have a ton of respect for the guy because when he was actually in there fighting, he was arguably the greatest of all time. I still would have put Anderson Silva ahead of him, and probably even despite all of his issues, I probably would have put John Jones ahead of him too. Uh, and now I probably put Connor ahead of him. 
But GSP is one of the greatest of all time. And he's the greatest welterweight of all time. But one of the things I respected so much about a guy like BJ Penn is when he was the 155-pound champion, if they called him on, like, a Thursday of a fight week saying, oh, Brock Lesnar is the heavyweight champion, you know, Randy Couture had to drop out of the fight. We need somebody to fight Brock. BJ would walk in there and fight Brock Lesnar at heavyweight. Like, that's the type of fighter he was. He would fight anybody. He went up and fought GSP multiple times. Matt Hughes three times. He fought John Fitch, Rory McDonald, Nick Diaz. He fought all these bigger guys. He fought Lyoto Machida at heavyweight. Like, he fought all these bigger guys. And then GSP, who had dominated the welterweight division, they wanted, everybody was clamoring for the super fight, you know, Silva against GSP, and he wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. And now, all of a sudden, Michael Bisping is a champion that looks like low-hanging fruit, and he, okay, yeah, I'll go fight at 185 and fight Bisping, and now I can say I had two titles. It's a move that I don't really respect, because I feel like he didn't have the guts to do it when an all-time great was the champion. I feel like if he was going to do it and he really wanted those two titles for his legacy, he should have done it when he had a chance to fight another all-time great. How do you feel about that? Do you think, again, I know you weren't like way into it at that time, but is that a point you understand or do you think that this is just smart business and we should be commending him for being a good businessman? Uh, smart business for Dana is, is smart business for St. Pierre. But, however, I, I mean, as somebody who who watches fighting, coming from that angle, it's kind of – it's going to taint him winning that title if he wins it because it's like, you know, when the opportunity fought – when the opportunity presented itself for you to fight the absolute best with this title, you didn't. And then when it gets to a point where somebody who obviously is somebody who – Many people find, like for a lot of people, he's beatable. And you say, oh, yeah, I want to fight. I want to come back now and win this fight. Then, yeah, it does look a little suspect. And, you know, it may not be as respectable you winning that title. Um, so I know you haven't seen the press conference yet. I would definitely that's pretty, say. Oh, that's pretty much the same thing that, that, that people may find questionable about Floyd. <laughs> what, that he, he wouldn't fight Pacquiao for all those years? Well, that he fought Pacquiao kind of going into the decline, and then like mm-hmm. the, the, his last fight was Andre Berto, and it's like, I mean, can Andre Berto box? Yeah, but is there other people out there that you could box for your final match? Yeah, so, and, and I feel like a lot of people are ducking Triple G right now. Like he's probably the most dangerous man in boxing, but yeah, it seems like nobody wants to fight him. I mean, I'm bigger than him, and I wouldn't want to fight him. <laughs> What do you think? Do you think Canelo will step up and fight him? I think they're trying to hold. I think they're trying to get whatever they're trying to get out of Canelo before they put him in the ring with him because I feel like Canelo may possibly meet, you know <laughs> meet his match with that. You think Canelo's going to get roasted when he fights Triple G? I think anybody fighting Triple G is going to get roasted. Is there anybody you see in the game today? Like, is there who's the one person you think might have a chance to beat him, or do you just think he's the unbeatable guy right now? I think he's an unbeatable guy right now, but I do think that Canelo and him will be a good fight, and I think it will be probably a little bit more competitive than a lot of other people. So you think he's probably the best hope anybody has to beat him? Yeah, he's the best hope of getting close. I don't know if necessarily I would say beating him, but he's the the best. He's probably the best. He's the close. The best thing to come 
petition for Triple G, possibly. Um, you mentioned Floyd a second ago. The last time you were on, we talked at length about McGregor and Floyd. Mm-hmm. What I haven't been paying much attention to it. I know that they they both like I know Floyd has gone has been in full on sell mode like even putting McGregor over at any opportunity to say what a great fighter this guy is. Um, even McGregor I feel like has been more respectful than he's been to most guys to Floyd. Now he's he takes his shots here and there, but I feel like he gives him the credit more so than he would a lot of these other guys he fights in UFC. Well, One, Con- I have no Con- doubt Connor wants to do this and nothing else. He has no interest in anything but this. Do you he think has to pay that? Yeah, do you think do you think we see Connor in a UFC octagon before he fights Floyd Mayweather or do you think it's this or bust? Well, I think it de- it depends on if Dana's going to force him to defend that title or not. Um, and I don't know how it's going to pan out being that Khabib and Ferguson weren't able to fight for that interim title. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, you know, <clears throat> if that's going to force their hand to make Connor fight um, or if, you know, that they're going to just, you know, somehow re- redo that match and have that, that interim title. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, right now, really besides, like, Khabib, I think that's pretty much the fight that people want to see Connor do next outside of, you know, this this thing with Floyd is him and Khabib. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I don't if they if they, you know, for whatever reason say, you know, Khabib's not gonna be well within a certain period of time, let's make Connor fight Ferguson. Um, you know, I feel like that could be a possibility or, you know, just run it back and have um you know, Khabib and Ferguson, you know, try it again. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Connor's definitely focused on trying to get the Floyd thing off the ground. But um, I don't know. It's just I feel like a lot of people at this point, like, they're just kind of like, well, you know, they're talking back for blah, 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 whatever. At this point, like, we'll, we'll believe in when it's happening. <laughs> Um, and even to the, like, it's it's lost some steam, definitely, but it's like, I, I just feel like a lot of people, like, you know, it'd be, you know, either dope or it won't be to see, but at this point, I think everyone just like, you know, we'll, we'll believe when it happens. I think the, I almost think the fight itself is like the, the secondary part, because if they sign this fight, it's probably going to be close to a year before the fight actually happens. So I feel like it'll get, let's say it gets announced in... May, that they're going to fight. I'd be shocked if they fought before March or April next year. Um, Why would Because Floyd typically fights in certain months. He fights in May or November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'd be shocked if they didn't have a full year to build to this thing. I think the build to this fight is by far the bigger attraction than the actual fight. Now, people well, will pay for the fight. Media, guys. Huh? I said absolutely because they're both media guys. Yeah, like this will be the best build to a fight maybe we've ever seen. Um, and this will put anything WWE does to shame because that's all people are going to care about as far as quote-unquote sports entertainment because I know a lot of wrestling fans hate that term, but Connor and Floyd are definitely both sports entertainers. But I find absolutely. Connor more entertaining than Floyd. Uh yeah, cause I, uh, yeah he's he is because he's more. He's he's kind of 
he's kind of where Floyd used to be when he was younger. Like he's a little bit more reckless. He's a little mm-hmm. bit more flashy, but at the same time, he puts in the work. Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like that's kind of that's kind of the 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 thing to me that kind of like is interesting. Kind of like you know, Floyd's kind of meeting a, a guy who's like the younger version of himself. And then I'm not talking about an Adrian Adrian Broner type of guy, a guy who wants to be the younger version of Floyd. Yeah. But if, <laughs> Like, Connor's pretty much a younger version of Floyd. He's just an MMA younger version of Floyd. Like, he's a young, flashy, kind of reckless kid. And, you know, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this this fight, in a sense, will kind of, you know, help mature him a little bit in his fighting. Not just in his fighting, but as a man, because, it's like, you know, you know, you got a guy who you're trying to fight across from, you like, basically, like, saying, like, yo, like, I don't want you to deal, I don't want to deal with you through this company. I want to deal with you through you. And I yeah. think that's kind of, getting kind of hip like yo like, yeah i do need to fight through my own promotion like i do need to do this i do shit i should move like this so i feel like not only is it gonna help him financially i feel like it's gonna you know mature him as a man as well in ways i am very big on what he's trying to do like he's trying to separate himself from the ufc he's trying to say like i'm in control of me you know i'm promoting like, I'm doing more for UFC than UFC is doing for me. And I think that's absolutely true. I have a lot of problems with the way UFC treats the fighters. Like, that Reebok deal, I've been pissed off about that since they signed it. Um, I think it's ridiculous that these guys can't make that extra uh, endorsement money. Um, but also, and this actually, it might have been you. It might have been another guy I know. I remember reading something on Facebook, maybe three, four months ago, and I don't remember the quote exactly, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it kind of said, the school system failed me, school didn't teach me how to be an entrepreneur, school taught me how to be a a worker bee, or something like that. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk. So that, it was you that posted that? It might have been me, yeah, but uh, the quote came from Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay, but, so you're at least familiar with the quote then? Um, Absolutely, yeah. He said it on uh, Larry King Live. Okay, so I... Basically, that was the way I had been feeling for a really long time, but I didn't quite have words to put to it. But it bothers me that, like, okay, sports fans will get on NBA players for making a lot of money, or, you know, the the players get locked out, which means the owners decided to go on strike, basically, not the players going on strike. The owners cause a lockout, and then all the fans are mad at the players for wanting money. It's like, well, the alternative to the players getting money is these 30 owners getting more money. So why, like, we should be like, hey, look, the players have a union that fights for them, that makes sure that they're as well compensated as possible. Like, why are we so brainwashed that we're not worried about ourselves as workers? And that's kind of how I feel with UFC fighters. Like, I'm on board with these guys trying to start a fighters union because I think they need one. And I get why Connor doesn't want it or doesn't care about it because he doesn't need it. But... 99% 99% of these guys do need it. Well, it's not even that. I, well, I mean, obviously, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily need He doesn't necessarily care about it. But I think also it's not presented correctly. Like, it's not like the the way they were trying to do it before. It was like, okay, but at the same time, it's like it wasn't the, the approach and, you know, how they were doing it. It wasn't presented correctly. I feel like if they get one where it's presented correctly and it's done correctly, then I feel like it could get some feet and start walking. But I feel like since it hasn't, then it kind of just like left is left on the floor where it is, um, and I feel like kind of like I don't like 
I feel like definitely like Connor's entitled to what he feels, mm-hmm. but I feel like outside of that, where's Connor going to go and fight and be the big up, a draw that he is? Like he's not going to go to Bellator because Bellator is basically WCW of MMA. Yeah. Like they just go <laughs> good. Like, like then it's it's like he's big. Yes, he's big as UFC. Like he, he you know, he's he's benefiting more. He, they're benefiting more from him than he is from me. Yes, but. Outside of the UFC, like, dude, where you want to fight? Like, you can't just fight Floyd Mayweather whenever you need money, like, or whenever you're trying to make money, like, unless you're going to go to boxing. And, like, that will be a draw in itself. But at the same time, like, is that really the the route that you want to go? Is that really what you want to do? Like, because as far as the UFC goes, you being on that brand, that is kind of synonymous to some extent. Because at this point, Conor is the biggest star there. Ronda is dwindling if mm-hmm. not dwindled all the way out like you're the last big star of ufc dude so it's like you know outside of that like you kind of really need each other like outside of ufc like you're kind of mcgregor yeah but what are you what, where are you gonna fight that's gonna like it's gonna be meaningful outside of floyd you know and then outside of that like if he leaves the ufc like you don't have any stars that's really gonna sell tickets like that yeah so, i think ufc is kind of in a weird spot where they, like you said, there are no stars left. Like, a lot of the stars are guys who are now old and retired. Yeah, like, I mean, you have, like, dudes like Demetrius uh, uh, Johnson. Like, mm-hmm. like he's been the champion forever, but that dude does not sell tickets. No, he's a great, great, great fighter. And honestly, he's a fun fighter to watch. But you're right, he's not a draw. Like he, People are not tuning in for him. There's a lot of guys like that. Like, Woodley's not selling tickets. Um, but that's because he's a cornball. <laughs> yeah, I know I like Woodley more than you do. But, they, like, who are the champion? Cormier, I like Cormier. He's a good fighter. He's not selling tickets. He, Him, he's not unless he's fighting certain people. Which Yeah, I mean, John Jones. <laughs> John Jones or Rumble. Rumble Johnson. Him and Rumble Johnson definitely is a is a draw fight, too. When but, is that, that fight? Is that the next pay-per-view? Uh, it's within the next two or three months. I want to say it may be April. Yeah, I don't know. I know I saw it, like, they, they flashed it up on the screen during 209. I don't remember what card it is, though. Yeah, it's got to be April or May. Um, I'm not really sure which one it is. You think Rumble gotta... finishes them next time? Uh, I really want Rumble to get, to get the belt, man, like. It's unfortunate because I like Cormier too. Like mm-hmm. I'm like all three. They're pretty much the top three guys. They've been the top three guys for like the last couple of years mm-hmm. now. But I really want Rumble to get some gold. Like, like I feel like if they had an Intercontinental Championship of like MMA, he would be <laughs> a champion of MMA. I love that if he comes out. I almost feel like someone should pitch that to him. Walk out with an Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, because like he definitely <laughs> deserves gold. Like that dude, like his he literally like stays within the top three. Like he's gone nowhere in the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Like I feel like he's pretty much at the at the door fiddling with the key. He just needs to yeah. get in and turn a knob. So he, he hasn't fought Jones yet, right? Just Cormier. Uh, yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he's fought Jones because Jones was gone for his nonsense. And, well, I think Cormier was supposed to fight Jones. And then Jones had to leave for that, like, for the nonsense that he was doing. And then, like, he got the fight with Rumble instead. And then Cormier won. So, 
And uh, I think, th- did they fight twice? Who, Rumble and Cormier? Yeah. Just the one time, I think. And uh, I feel like they fought more than once. I but, think um, it's just the one time. I'm almost positive. I know Rumble knocked him down with a right hand, and then he battled back and got the finish. I think it was a choke. But um, yeah, I mean, and I think Cormier is just good at that. Like he, like he, t- if he gets hit with something that like is kind of like more than what he expected, mm-hmm. he's just great for wrestling you back to the ground. Like even with Silver, like Silver gave him a kick, and he just his lit up. He was like, Nah, this. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. I'll just take you down and lay on. Top yeah, of you. we're not doing this. Like, <laughs> he kind of did what Brock did to um, Mark Hunt. Speaking of Mark Hunt, Stu got knocked clean out. Yeah, I wasn't uh, expecting right. that. Yeah, he, like, literally was out before he hit the ground. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen somebody literally hit the ground that hard. In face first. Yeah, he literally face-planted it to the, to the man. And then the nasty cut that he had on his shin, like, mm-hmm. was really... Have you like, ever I, seen that before? Because I was saying that to the guys I was watching with. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a cut man working on somebody's shin before. Yeah, that was pretty. That was like a jailhouse <laughs> cut. Like, it was pretty but he cut it on his on a on his kneecap. I'm like, how sharp is your kneecap that somebody cuts their shin on it? Like, I know. <laughs> that's 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 different. Like, and how did that well, not hurt your kneecap? And the funny part is, he said he's coming back, and I'm like, dude, you still have issues with the UFC. You you just fought, and then you're talking about you're still coming back. It's like, so clearly these issues aren't that bad. Yeah, you don't really care. And then, like, you get you get beat up by Brock. You come back. You get knocked out. Probably one of the the most recent, like, I've seen somebody get knocked out, like, while they're still standing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he's another guy who's, like, pretty much a gatekeeper for that division. But it's like, you know, you're not really going anywhere. No, he's so never going to be he... in the title picture. He's just a guy that has a chance to win knockout of the night every time he goes out there. Pretty much, yeah. Like I thought he was gonna win with a one punch knockout. I like Overeem. I was, yeah, I was, I was kind of pulling for Mark, but it was just like, I mean, you know, Overeem isn't gonna just be a pushover. So it was intriguing to watch. Do you think Overeem ever gets back in the title picture? I mean, because <laughs> he looked really good against uh, Miocic. He could in the first but it's... in the first like two or three minutes of their fight. Then he ended up just getting knocked out. I mean, he could. That 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 division in itself is kind of weird because I feel like anybody on any given Saturday can win that title in that division because it's, it's it's easy to change hands. Yeah, it changes hands a, an awful lot. Yeah, it's just a lucky to draw if you can get your knockout or get your decision. Um. Do you think Cormier is a long-term champion, or do you think John Jones wins it the first opportunity he gets? I feel like Jones should kind of have to work back to it, me personally, um, because he's and like whether the last this last one was you know something legitimate or not of him being him violating. Like I feel like he should he's getting too many get right back acts. Like I feel like he needs to go through like look rumble johnson had to like he's continuously had to like just put people on their behinds to get back to the picture and i Mm -hmm. feel like jones needs to appreciate the fight of getting to that picture again so i feel like when he comes back he needs to fight a couple guys and you know earn his right back into the title picture and i just get a a push back to it even though he's had a belt like still like do you continuously violate it and taking this thing for granted i feel like you need to kind of earn your way back into it 
I agree with that, that he should have to earn his way back into it. I still think Dana feels horrible for Cormier that he lost that fight, like, right before. I'm pretty sure it was the week of the fight. It was, yeah, the, it was a couple of days before. Like, he knew that that broke Cormier's heart, so, and he knows that's the guy he wants to fight, so I think he's going to give him John Jones the first chance he gets. I hope Cormier could beat him. I don't know, though. I really still don't see how anybody could beat that guy. I don't think he could. I mean, yeah, I don't think he could. Um, yeah, I don't think it's just two guys, and the, and the only the only fight and we, and we haven't seen yet is, is Rumble and and uh, and John Bones Jones. And for me, I think that's the most intriguing fight because we've seen Cormier versus these guys, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen these guys themselves versus each other. And I feel like once we get that, then then we'll really see something like. You think Rumble's size will give him trouble? I think it will, but I feel like well, I feel like John's size will give him trouble, but I feel like as far as height wise, but I feel like Rumble's like size's mass is gonna give mm-hmm. John trouble because that dude is a knockout artist. Like he's he's a savage, he's a beast. So and that's why I say I think it'll be intriguing because, you know, at that at that point that's one of those fights where we have to kinda sit back and just watch the fight to see what happens. Um, all right, last thing I'll ask you, uh, and this is not obvious. I don't even think you have a date set for this fight yet, but who wins, GSP or Michael Bisping? GSP. See, I think I'm taking Bisping. I'm not taking Bisping. I've been, I've been like, on the fence about it, but I just think Bisping is a bigger guy. I think he's got good stand-up. I think he's, like, a resilient guy, and I, I really believe, and this is one of the things Bisping said in the – in the press conference, he said, George, you've been gone four years. The sport has moved on. Like, the sport's evolved. I've evolved. It has moved past you. And I've always been a big proponent of the game always evolves. If you take any time off, you're kind of done. And I think that's why I'm leaning towards Bisping right now. And I understand that logic, but I just don't feel like <laughs> Bisping is a legit title holder. I just feel like somebody's gonna be him soon like I just feel like he's not gonna legit hold that title for more than one or two fights if he beats GSP does that legitimize him to you or no because he's not even a welter or he's not even a middleweight uh I mean I mean it's a big name to have on your resume yeah I don't see why I wouldn't like it's not like there's not really a handicap on him like GSP stood up to fight like he did the training like if he gets beat he gets beat like that's not Bisping's problem like you showed up and you fought (laughs) but I feel like whoever he fights after that is going to take the title off of him that's going to be Yoel Romero and I I don't see how he's going to beat Yoel Romero yeah I I really don't envy either one of those guys whoever wants to have (laughs) Yoel's like he's going to maul them pretty much I don't think GSP would fight Yoel Romero. I think if he beats Bisping, I think he's doing it just to say he won two titles in two divisions, and then I think he's going to vacate it and go back to 170. And if that's the case, I'd rather not see it. I'd rather you give Yoel his shot because he's been waiting patiently for a long time. Yeah. Give him a shot and let Bisping get his bell rung, and then we have a champion. Yeah, I, I really think Yoel Romero beats whoever he faces for, for that title because that dude is a monster. And I don't know if people really realize how good he is yet. I mean, it's a, there's a lot of people, especially, like, look at New Year's and look at, you know, there's people, like, you know, who 
who aren't necessarily faces or who the UFC probably want as the faces of the divisions, but mm-hmm. they are. And it's kind of like, you know, at this point, you pretty much have to deal with it. And he's one of those people who may not necessarily be a face of his division or who they want, but it's like you can't really – you can't. It's this isn't wrestling. Like you can't. <laughs> yeah, you're book, not. It's not up to you. Yeah, you can't book <laughs> the people that you want to be your faces if they can't beat the people who beat them. Like it's just, <laughs> just the deal with it, and it is what it is. Yeah, you just gotta kind of hope for the best, really. Like they're they really have very little control over what happens. Unfortunately for them, <laughs> like they have zero control at um, all. Yeah. So, Donovan, I really always enjoy getting to talk some fighting with you, wrestling as well. I appreciate you coming on once again. I look forward to doing it again soon. Um, any last things you want to say before we get out of here? I uh, just want to say uh, I dislike Alo talking about the New Day breaking up. It breaks my heart. <laughs> I, I like it. Um, I want to say to Eric that I am the true heel of Matt Madness. He tried to steal my nickname. He tried to steal my shtick, NXT, and I don't know if he remembers this, but he was basically trying to say, like, the whole heel thing was more him. And I'm like, um, it's not because it's me. But, but I was waiting for you love, to address fellas. this, by the way, because I, I remember it's, that conversation. It's all love, fellas. I'm just saying, like these are these are things that bother me. On <laughs> the heel, like that's just that's just how that goes, Eric. And you're not gonna um, let it slide. Yeah, and this is this is just how, this is just how it goes. Like there's nothing. <laughs> please don't make me do a misery. I will do one. But um, and shout out to uh to to Derek and and Russ on doing their show. Um, you know that's it's I'm definitely gonna look forward to that. Um, but you know. And I just I think it's dope. Like this thing is growing. This Matt Madness brand is growing. It's not even just Matt Madness anymore. We, you know we have the throwbacks. We have mm-hmm. uh, the Perfect Edge, and now we have uh, Fourth Count Anywhere. And I mm-hmm. think it's just growing. I think it's dope. Just kind of how it's it's progressed over a year. Yeah, I, I'm excited about it myself. We're further along right now than I thought we were going to be. The first day we did this in January of 2016. I appreciate the part you've played in helping it grow and being a part of everything. And uh, Donovan, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, so, for, let's see if I can get them all right this time. Well, there's the one I'm going to forget, but the face of the heel, the mouth of the bout, the, hold on, which one did I want to say next? The face of the heel, the mouth of the bout, the muscle of the Mad- Mad- Madness podcast, and the whole effing podcast, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next time. Hop up the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the mystery man. It ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the